our friends and listeners. Welcome to another episode of Bridging the Digital Divide. I'm here with my friend Brad McKenna. We are in studio. Yay! <laughs> we are face to face, but we are six feet apart and there is a glass barrier between us, which was always there. It's true. You know, that's kind of how radio stations and podcast booths work. For those of you who have never seen them, uh, usually there is a glass barrier. In this case, we just happen to have it anyway. So, we are going to talk about, I guess we're calling it wearables, right? Yeah, I think that's one yeah, of the terms. Yeah, yeah, Fashion, <laughs> fashion, fashion. No. Um, I guess the technology in this world has kind of changed a little bit. Uh, you know, when maybe we think wearables, we think Fitbit. But there's also technology for clothing. Mm. Uh, you know, firefighters are wearing gear that can determine when it's hot. I'm sure they can get it <laughs> too, but you know, um, and then the uh, the clothing actually changes and cools them off. So we're going to talk a little bit about wearables and what that means, and uh, yeah, we're going to have a good time. How you been, Brad? Pretty good. You know, it's uh, it's a weird new normal, right? But you y- adjust as uh, as things change. I know. That's all we can do right. is move forward. So wearables. Um, when was your first experience with a wearable? So, um, it, it depends. So, like, I was doing research on this, and what do you count as a wearable, right? So, is your watch a wearable? Yes. Like just a general, a general watch? Well, no. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, all day technology, we had to wind watches. Kids out there, look <laughs> it up. Um, but then there became the digital watch. Yeah. Right? And I remember, I remember the plastic ones you could get from the 80s and a little earlier. And that was all the big thing. Digital. Yeah. Yeah, the Swatch watches. Yeah. Remember those? Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> and also too. I, I, all right. Not to go to technology and education, which we're going to be doing in our uh, our big twentieth uh, episode for season two. We'll be talking about technology changes in education. But I do recall seeing it digitally. Kids don't know how to read time on a clock. Oh yeah, because. The watch says twelve four five. <laughs> so what does that mean in real time? So I do, you know, I see a shift there. But we're talking about bigger wearables than yeah. that. So why don't you tell me what you got for me about wearables? I mean, Fitbit's probably the best known yeah. in that genre. So there's, the, you can kind of, you, you break it down into different things, but we'll start with like the most popular ones. You know, you have the fitness trackers, like the, the Fitbit, right. and then you have the next level up is like smart watches, like the Apple Watch, where it's kind of like a Fitbit Gosh, on that steroids. that does everything. That's, it's basically uh, an iPhone on your on your wrist with a really, really, really small screen. <laughs> Lovely. But, okay, so, you know, I'm always going to play devil's advocate. Where is the data stored that's collected from there? And um, is my insurance company going to be able to look at that and yeah. say, well, hey, you were fat and you didn't, you know, do your 10,000 steps? Everybody loves that 10,000 step <laughs> thing. And I have to tell you, I have worn a Fitbit or reasonable facsimile thereof a non-Fitbit cheaper version. Sure. You know, and it tracks your steps and I have to tell you I do feel vindicated when my watch or Fitbit goes off and tells me I've reached yeah. that miraculous goal. But who stores that data? Where's that data live? So it depends, right? So like some of it, it depends on the model of the hardware you have. There could be a little bit of local storage. With Apple, of course, they want you in the cloud. Fitbit, you have a Fitbit account. So that, again, that's out in the cloud. And so all the data, the logs can be stored uh, remotely. Uh, and most of them are. 
because that way you're not tied to one specific device. So if you if you if you're jogging or something and you fall and the Fitbit breaks, then you don't want to lose that vindication. Oh boy, interesting. So now I'm going to go LA Law on you or <laughs> CSI. So let's say um, somebody maybe has a heart attack and they want to blame certain conditions. Wouldn't the Fitbit be able to show whether they'd been running? too hard not enough that's data my friends yeah collectible yeah they're so, forever love so the cloud not really so <laughs> to kind of take this into a, a different kind of realm a murder case was actually turned on the location <gasps> of the victim's fitbit oh my goodness so i can't, I can't i'll have to check i'll have to do research wow. i can't remember it was a couple of years ago like some the husband's of course it's the husband the husband said that she was elsewhere but her fitbit <gasps> Was, was in a different location. <sighs> and so because it's reporting Man. the geolocation, it, he, he got caught. And so, like, there, there's the privacy you're talking about, and it's it's good and bad, right? So, like, you you definitely have that option of carrying over all that data, and um and, and getting the, the what they call the gamification, right? So, yeah. like, you get rewarded for certain milestones. Yes, you get and badges. So you, yeah, exactly. Ooh, you, so you fun, want that. little trophies. Yeah, <laughs> but well, they the suck other you thing. in. They it's suck you in. Wow. So, so again, we've talked before about this. Just click through, yeah. yeah. I accept, I accept, right. I accept, I accept. So um, years back when, nothing to do with this topic, but I'll just share. <laughs> um, years ago when I got my first Kindle and I wanted to do journaling because I like to journal, I thought, oh, I'll do it on my Kindle. Oh. And then Kindle said, hey, in case you ever do anything bad or anyone you know ever does anything bad, we're going to use what you write in a court of law if, if we have to. So guess who did not do a blog? Yeah. Uh, not that I know that I'm <laughs> subversive or anything bad's going to happen, but you just don't know in this life. And so, you know, I often like to say I don't like to leave a paper trail. But what you're telling me is this Fitbit data and all this other data lives in the cloud and everybody can go to the cloud. I mean, it's protected because of uh, privacy is, really. is such a hot button topic that these companies can't get away with just doing whatever they want. Okay, but if it's the feds, that's I think that Apple's definitely at the forefront of that. Is like it, it, you need a subpoena. You, I mean, you need you need that warrant for the digital thing. You can't just you can, you don't have free access to it because it is personal private data. Uh, so there's that the, every every couple of years you hear about the government wanting the skeleton key, right? What the skeleton right. key would do would be it would decrypt anything but you're not going to get that because that's going to fall in the wrong hands and so they this privacy battle and does the do you have the right to delete that data and does the company actually allow you to delete that data yeah and even when you say delete yeah so cute so cute right because i know you've taught me delete doesn't really mean delete it means delete for that moment i've also noticed too um just as an aside nothing to do with today's topic but um so when i delete a conversation on my phone it still appears on my iPad. It still appears on my home login. So if I don't, de- like Facebook Messenger, yeah. if I don't delete that Messenger conversation from every device I'm on, yeah. which is a lot of devices, yeah. someone could potentially see something if I'm having a bad day and I'm maybe calling you out, Brad, <laughs> to your friends, which I would never do. <laughs> um, you might pick up an iPad of mine one day and see that. 
So they're supposed to sync, right? So it's supposed <laughs> you delete it for one, it is supposed to erase it from everything. I can tell you it's not happening. But it doesn't always. It doesn't. Right? Yeah. It's not so, happening. No. Yeah. Creating many problemos in the <laughs> world. Um, I'm sure there are virtual psychologists out there who probably help with this kind of jazz. Sure. You know, but um, that there really is we've talked about this yeah. before. There really is no privacy. It's it's all it's perception, tough. my friends. Yeah. And I do see that there are more battles going on every day oh, yeah. about our privacy, our data. We've talked about this a million times. Right? Yeah. So we wearables. So I guess. So everything you're, you know. Well, uh, let me ask you this, and maybe it's a topic we could research for later. So I'm a health insurance company, mm-hmm. and maybe I want to insure you, and you're answering those lovely little healthcare questions, which now I think they're a little more lax than they used to be. You know, you used to have to like go for a physical, physical and yeah. you know they had to do all your blood work, and then they would cover you. Do you think we'll see eventually that Fitbits and other devices like those might be used to deny you insurance coverage? Look, dude, you're sedentary for 26 days on your Fitbit, right? Yeah. I don't don't know. I can possibly, I can see it as like an incentive. So like if you, if you opt in to giving your data, they'll give you like a discount or something like that. Oh, right. Sure. Well, you'll get a free membership to a gym if you show that you're a good boy (laughs) or girl, but they're not always using the data f- just for that. Right. Though, yeah. And you know? so I think until you until we have like an auth- uh, like an authority digital presence where like everyone has one, they really can't do that. Like you know that's what Facebook wants to be. Okay. But I, I don't. I think it's far away. I think it's possible, but I don't think it's in. I don't think it's soon. I hope I die before it happens. <laughs> All right. So Fitbits are one thing. Yeah. I also, I also had a Fitbit that was really cool, and um, it was a necklace one. Oh, so cool. you could take the little. I'm going to say chip piece. Yeah. You know, um, those of you who wear Fitbits or similar things usually get this uh, plastic Lance Armstrong style bracelet right. thing <laughs> that you um, put the little chargeable piece into and yeah. it records your entire universe, your sleep patterns, your all that up and down jazz and your heartbeats and everything, really. Yeah. Um, but it came in a necklace, which I yeah. thought was amazing. So you put the little piece in the necklace and it faces forward through this little tiny hole and it still records the data. So there's lots of ways. Um, you know, in the olden days, we used to wear like Walkmans on our uh, shoulders while we were running, mm-hmm. which isn't really the same because it's not recording anything. But now we can wear Fitbits while we're running. We can track everything yeah yeah good or bad it, so like the what happened there is I, like some of the research i did is like why because wearables have been around forever but why do they get why are we hearing about it now why is why is it such a big buzzword and it really comes down to like moore's law remember that yes so my it, favorite so the microprocessors got slow got fast enough that they could get small enough they could embed it something that you wouldn't be running around Gosh. with like a baseball helmet on and then exponentially yeah right every exp- 18 months it yeah, doubles yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't um, like that and battery life too so like battery life got better because you don't want to have to like uh, hurry up on your exercise because your bad your Fitbit is running out of battery. Right. I mean that makes <laughs> sense, right? Because yeah. because you want those badges and yeah. <laughs> you want to get those ten thousand steps in. Yeah. It's so funny how um you know I think of like um Pavlov. You know we're oh, such yeah. ringing the bell for those of you who don't know Pavlov. You know famous guy who did um studies with dogs and you know um gave them food and they would salivate and then he learned to ring a bell and give them food and they would salivate and then eventually he just, just rang the bell and they just salivated and i feel often like <laughs> that which brings me into actually we're talking about people technology but did you know that there are collars for dogs that have more technology in them than any Fitbit you could ever. No kidding. Ever. I know they have they microchipped. They have everything. You can put a collar on your dog. Buddy is one of the um, 
companies that makes it. So I'm not saying get that, but take a peek at it. Um, yeah, they have everything. You can get your dog's temperature. You can know how much it ate. You can see if it's a little chunky. Yeah. You can tell how many steps your dog even took. Um, I'm already trying to monitor my 10,000 steps. I can't imagine worrying about Fido's 10,000 steps. Whoa. But I know that for many people, their animals are like... Their children, yeah, well, and I, and, I can, I can and that. <laughs> with kids, at least when they get older, there's that whole privacy thing. With dogs, there's yeah, no, there's no problem. So, yeah. so you can know Fido's every move, and he can't do anything yeah. about it. Oh, but there is a lot of technology yeah. uh, for finding lost animals, but also for tracking their internal systems mm-hmm. and um, reminding you when it's time to take the dog to the vet, reminding you that it, you know something might be off. The dog's not getting enough water because yeah. animals. Duh, right? Can't tell us. Right. Hey, I'm a little thirsty. I mean, you get the concept, but um, the new technology is you can actually buy a collar that will That's tell good. you all of that. So I did some research on this. I'm like, I understand the concept of Fitbit and, and, or any kind of wearable and like it touches your skin and therefore it can connect. But I did some research on the different types of sensors they're using in these wearables. And so I'm gonna give, I'll give a list here. So like cool. one of them is the gyroscope, which is measures the angular velocity. So the gyroscope is used when you flip your phone into the landscape. It changes oh, the orientation. That's what that's called? Yep. Cool. And so a l- accelerometer, how fast you're going. There's also electrodes, which is what measures your heart rate uh the temperature wow. sensors so if they're overheating you can oh do that oh my gosh is uh altimers alt- altimeters elevation altimeter y- thank you sure uh, <laughs> i'm just <laughs> using all of my you know tv watching in my entire life right. here and then there, there's two more so there's the proximity sensors which is really interesting so if you think about um f- cars are probably a better example right, right. the self-driving cars have to know if something's there Right. So a smaller version of this. I think this is more for like extreme sports and it comes, they, they embed it into like uh, cold weather gear or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so I'm snowboarding yeah. and the mountain's coming. Yeah, and that. Yeah. yeah, but you know what though? If you're really in the zone, are you going to notice Tr- that your Fitbit? Uh, or is maybe, maybe, maybe the Fitbit will like, wah, 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 yeah. or something like that so you'll know or maybe it will buzz. <laughs> I do remember, because uh, I don't wear it anymore, I did it for a while and then I stopped. Yeah. And I'll probably go back again. But um, I do remember it sort of making a, slight little buzz yeah like, like you felt it yeah. on your skin yep. sort of so that you knew oh i must have reached ten thousand. so i guess if you're snowboarding in the adirondacks and you're coming up on yeah. a peak right. maybe it will do something i don't know so it has to be tight enough for but, it to measure right but so you know like, what if you're really into that by true. the time it tells you <laughs> It might, might be, be over johnny yeah, yeah. right yeah. but then that data can be measurable just like a black box for yeah uh, you know, an airplane, right? Sure, so, yeah. you know, if you're the loved one and you want to know what happened, yeah. maybe they get the Fitbit off of you and they can... Post-mortem, right? <laughs> Sorry to be a little morbid here, listeners, but th- th- this is the thing, though. Yeah. I, I do like recording information and I think posterity and legacy yeah. and but, yeah, so I just want to get the last one here. Yes, the, go ahead. Is go a ahead. biochemical sensor. This was oh, really gosh. interesting. So oh, no. this can me- measure uh, the alcohol in a person's sweat. And so that's really interesting. So that, that Okay. Uh, yeah, right? right? <laughs> so now I'm thinking lots right. of things. Yeah, interesting. Um, snowboarding while drinking, not right. a good idea. <laughs> Obviously, we're not advocating that. But wow, so that has, um, that has legal yeah. uh, ramifications, insurance ramifications. Yep. So let's say something happens to you and um, your insurance company is supposed to pay out because you died. But then the Fitbit comes from the cloud and it says well johnny had 12 beers before he did that run yikes Mm -hmm. and how do we know that stuff's really 
accurate. Like, you yeah. know, your sweat and your skin has alcohol in it right. and your natural base chemistry. I mean, some of these things are like um, guesstimates. They must have certain tables that Most they go likely. from, uh, like averages, right? right? So an average person weighing this much. Plus, every time you plug in those things, they ask you your weight Yes. Do you really think I'm telling yeah, the right. truth? <laughs> also, do you really think I'm going to weigh myself? Right. I'm going to go in at about 150, yeah. and that's as high as I'm going to write. My license is 5'5", five five, and friends, I'm barely 5'4", <laughs> but I just like that number. So yeah. I don't know. Um, the data could be askew oh, because you may not be being honest, or you could gain or lose weight, and sure. that's going to affect alcohol intake and all of that, too. But scary because, like, same thing with the Ancestry.com. You know, they're mm. catching bad guys from... You know, I just wanted to know if that was my cousin. Yeah. And now they're like using that DNA to track people. Good news. Yeah. But I think we do have to be careful. Sometimes we think, oh, it's a Fitbit. It's so fun. And, you know, I get little shields. But what are the uh, long reaching rim? Most of us are good beings yeah. and we don't do bad stuff. But, you know, the ramifications are long reaching. Yeah. It's a common theme, that. right? Any new technology, privacy. Is is the, like the number one concern? So I know some companies are starting to look at to hiring like a, an ethical uh, position. I want to do that. So, right. Can I be that guy? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the qualifications. I mean, would you be. would have to know. <laughs> we'll have to look into that. Maybe we'll do a show Maybe, on. Um, yeah, we'll do a show on that. Um, yeah. You know, technology careers, IT, mm-hmm. ton of IT, and and actually too, um, who's good IT and who really knows? Because you're just calling. The Geek right. Squad or whoever. Mm. Do they still even exist? I don't mm. know. You're just calling them and you don't really know. And sometimes I wonder, too, when I pay someone to come to my house and fix my computer, <laughs> you know, like I don't watch them because right. I know they like their privacy, too, even though they're in the cloud. Um, they like their privacy. And so I don't, you know, they're clicking around, but maybe it's a two-second fix and they're charging me 50 bucks and it's just a, they maybe they just restarted my router. Right. <laughs> you know, Brad's like nodding. Maybe they just restarted my router and, and soaked me because I don't yeah. know. You know, so that's an interesting thing to think about, too. As we develop more technology, we're going to need Fitbit fixers and uh, cloud-based things. So does that stay forever? So let's say I did Fitbit 10 years ago, and it's somewhere out there in the universe, and now I'm no longer doing it. Uh, it depends, it's right? There. It, it, it depends on how transparent Accessible. they are with their data, right? So, like, if you delete it, if you delete your account, theoretically, all of your data is going to be <laughs> I love that word. Theoretically. Right. Asterisk. <laughs> okay. What else have we got for wearables? Um, so, we know? have, so the newer ones are interesting, right? So, like, VR headsets, AR, AR glasses. So, VR is virtual reality, which means that you're in a sim, you're looking at a simulated environment. Right. AR, I think, is more, is one of the more interesting ones. And what it does is it layers information on top top of what you're looking at and so the, you've probably heard of google google glass no which, okay so a couple years like, no, like 10 years ago google oh, google tried to create uh, just a pair of glasses and it had a processor in it and you would look at like a restaurant and it would give you the menu <gasps> and the yelp reviews and st- all, all in st- the glasses just in the screen yeah. Oh no no, that's your Terminator for so me. That, I'm thinking that's of ter- the new do you remember my Terminator? Oh god, yes. Um, yeah. the, the original one, yes. I think. When he's he's in the room yeah. and um, he's the Terminator Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. is trying to decide what to say, and yeah, all this the here, all yeah. this LED comes up, you know, <laughs> um, red, you know, on oh, the yeah. screen, and and the Terminator right. brain get yeah. he gets to pick what to say, yeah, yeah. whether it's you know come because it's a maid knocking on his door and he's pulling out his cyber eye and fixing it or his arm or something, <laughs> and the maid is knocking on the door. And so the answers are come back later or, 
other stuff right. and he ends up picking the best answer so you're telling me we're doing that so it didn't work because it was the glasses were too clunky and that's the biggest issue with these where any kind of wearables any in an incarnation of it it has to be comfortable and uh, unobtrusive but if you want the processing power uh you, it needs to be bigger and so that's where the balance is there's there's yeah, a couple so you don't of wear, you remember the old phones i know you're not younger than me but the old phones from the olden days Bricks. i've seen movies yeah. yes i've seen movies with them Sure. And it's laughable now, but you know, yeah. just like in years from now, people wearing masks, you know, we're doing that now, but everything you watch right now, you're like, oh my gosh, that was before we did that, <laughs> you know, but huge, yeah, yeah. like a brick yep. that you would hold up to your head. Yep. Or I can remember seeing ones in like BMWs of like oh, maybe yeah, heart to heart, like yeah. old shows <laughs> where people, you know, had a phone yeah. and, and you thought watching it, wow, they must be really rich, you know, because you knew that stuff was really expensive. Yeah. So virtual reality, all I can think of is the big, huge headset, kind of like, oh, what is it called? It's a little flashy thing that you hold in front of your face. The olden days, and they had little cards that oh, you put in them. Oh, the Yes! Viewfinder, sure. yeah. yeah. And, you know, like you could get little discs and they yep. had little tiny yeah. yep. pictures like um, like you would get negatives from little a picture. Yeah. yeah, and it would be Machu Picchu and you would plug yeah. that in and you, you're like from Tuxbury, so yeah. you don't know what even that is. You know, and you would get all these little yep. things that you would put in there. So virtual reality units, to me, look like that. So they sort of do. So the library has, they're not wearable because they're not strap-on, but we, have, we bought 10 headsets and 10 basically phones and we lo- loaded Google Expedition and so what we wanted to do before, you know, the world turned upside down is the whole classes on like uh, Machu Picchu or Explore the Solar System. And so these tours, you would put it up to your face and because it's bioptic, by bionic vision, it's got two pictures. And if it's close enough to your face, it becomes 3D. And so you go into outer space and because it has wow. the overlapping two pictures, it comes, you, you look, you feel like you're You there. feel like it. The issue that I ran into is it gave me a headache yeah. because if you move too quick, there's um, conf- there's some kind of uh, the issue where your brain thinks something is far enough away, but in actuality it's right here. So that there's a uh, discrepancy. The old perception is reality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and vertigo too. Like yeah. uh, you know, always thinking if you have vertigo, that might not work for you. And some of that stuff I don't like anyway. Like the whole virtual um, riding on a roller coaster thing. Ick. Oh no, yeah, can't do that. But that's another concept. I've also heard about um, recently, and I know it's been around for a while. <laughs> glasses that help folks with color blindness. Oh, that's yeah, a wearable too. Yeah. So you know, if you have that, sure. I, I can't recall what the name of that is. I don't. It's I don't not myopia, remember. but it's something else. Where you know, mostly men have it. Actually, women. Yeah, it's a genetic color blind. Yeah, well, you know, is right? It, yeah. We have a few advantages. <laughs> that's one of them. Uh, maybe there is a woman out there who's color blind, and you can write in certainly. But as far as I know it's a male issue yeah. and um, I saw a video about a kid who a bunch of his friends bought him glasses so that he could finally see uh, color yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and so that's a wearable also yeah and that's a beautiful piece of technology that is doing something good. So and also no data recording. Right. Yay. <laughs> so I'll you tell you on that line, it's like my hearing aids. They're wearables. My father has a cochlear implant. That's a permanent wearable. Right. 
But so, we don't think of it that way. Right. But they yeah. are, right? So we now, think of the fancy VR stuff as wearables or the Fitbit, but wearables does cover a lot. Right. So have you seen advances in technology for your hearing No, aids? absolutely. Yeah. So like digital, uh, the, my first set was analog, the set is digital. So it's explain analog and digital? So it's just, it's the, um, I can't, I don't, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I think it's the, I think it's the signal. It's a clearer thing, more channels or something like that. I'll okay. look into it and I'll so, put it on the so companion that, page. Yeah, we'll put that on the companion page. I'm so sorry? that means that you're hearing better. Yes. And crisper. <laughs> <laughs> For those of us in the lay world. So you're hearing better and crisper. And did yeah. you really feel a difference? Like, you know, I don't know. Uh, we're friends, but I don't yes. know how much of your hearing. I don't know how your hearing loss has impacted you. We've never talked about that. Yeah. So is your hearing loss somewhat severe or was it severe until you had... Um, you know, devices to help. Yeah, you. it was it was pretty bad. I mean, the only so like I failed my first hearing test in kindergarten. I didn't get my first the hearing aids. Hold up your hand if you hear the, the little beep booth, thing. The isolation Ugh. booth to scare the crap Gosh, out of me. I'm so oh. glad they stopped doing that because they don't. They do it. They, they do, it. do it. I have to. It's an audiogram. I have to do it every time I get a new set of hearing oh, aids. Because I think about what that was like, and I do remember five of us kids being in a room and, you know, the um, proctor being there. And you would sort of get a sense in that room. I mean, I could always hear it, yeah. thank God, you know. <laughs> but you would get a sense of what was right and wrong because you'd be watching the other kids. Yeah. And if Joe raised his hand, then you would raise your <laughs> hand too. And you would hope, were they hearing it? You don't know. So the audiogram, it. you're in isolation you know? booth, so you're alone. So well, it's not like good. you have to worry about peer pressure but to hear. But it's still scary, though. Because yeah. you sort of do feel like, ah, am I yeah. supposed to be hearing something? Am right. I not supposed to be hearing something? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's stressful, but like there's only so much you can do. But like my, to, to answer your question, my hearing has always been pretty bad. But wow. I've been, I was able to get by school because I didn't get my first hearing aids until I was 23. So, wow. Uh, so like I just, I was very good at reading. So a lot of lip reading. Yes. Yeah. What you, just as an aside, we can do a show on this. Um, is it hard for you now with people wearing oh, masks? Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, that's, so that's why I like Zoom. So is because It's because they don't wear the mask and I put headphones in. Wow. So it's but, tough. But I can say truthfully, I never realized that about you. Sure. Good or bad. I, never, I mean, I knew that yeah. you had a little something, but... No one can tell. Yeah. You know, and maybe so that's the wearables. beauty of technology. <laughs> and in the olden days, I do remember hearing aids being super visible. They were like ridiculously visu- visible. <laughs> and, and you know, we, we all want to hide our disabilities. We all yeah, have disabilities sure, or sure. challenges or whatever you want to call them. Um, and I always felt like, wow, that was so obvious. It, yeah, so the, I remember my fir- my father's first. F- I don't remember him without them, and like the feedback was horrible. So if you cover the ear because the the, the microphone is being covered, right? The, the feedback was bad, and the small sound too. Like yeah. you can get the big sound, oh, but yeah. the ambient sound yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. is a challenge too. Yeah. It, yeah. Background noise is tough, but I'm glad it's better for yes, you it now. Yes, it is. Yeah. It, technology is always improving. So yes, that's I'm thankful for that, <laughs> and no privacy concerns with my hearing aids. Yeah, it's yeah nothing that's being great. Tracked. It's great. You know how much I love technology. No, I do, but yeah. you know, I'm always going to err on the side of caution. Shall we do some food for thought? What sure. do you think? I mean, I don't know. I guess we're at that point. We've been chatting quite a lot today, but it's been a while since we've been together. So let's do that food for thought right now. And now it's time for your technology tidbit. Food for thought. All right, so we were talking about how many different kinds of wearables there are, and we kind of scaled it back a little bit. But I found that uh, the first wearable that I could find was um, in 1975. It was one of those calculator watches. Oh, because that technically my is a Lord. I can right? sad that I can remember <laughs> that. Wow, I can remember that's so funny. You're really taking me back, yeah. and I, I read yeah. that previously, but I forgot. Wow, um, yeah. Yeah, calculator watch. Yep, it's a wearable. Gosh. And you know what's funny too? Like 
it used to be my friends and family would put their phone in front of them. They would get notifications. You're talking to them. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're checking their phone. Yeah. Now it's they're looking at their arm. And I almost feel like it's Captain Kirk. Oh, you know, yeah. Those of you who don't know what Star Trek <laughs> is. But, you know, like they got the tricorder. They got the yeah. beam me up right there on their <laughs> arm. And, it, and that to me is more... Um, frustrating yeah. seeing someone actually pick up and yeah. physically turn their wrist and look at it then a phone because of the phone you can sort of like put it down and sort yeah. of you know turn your eye to the side but with your arm i don't like it so i think that i think kirk the tricorders the communicators i think they were handheld but right. when i was thinking about but the, wrist, the thing on the thing yeah there was dick tracy remember, yes. right way back oh right? my lord Brad. The, the top, what were you five <laughs> <Nah. Really? laughs> I, yeah. I depends. I yeah, don't know yeah. which version them. But I know the what you mean. Beatty yeah, one, you right? would. Yeah, oh, the Warren Beatty one. Yeah. Madonna was in there. Yeah. We could we could talk entertainment <laughs> yes. another time. But yeah, um, yeah, and I know it's so funny because everything in science fiction, eventually, it seems like comes to fruition. It's because people see know. these stuff growing up and they're like, I want to make that. And they I pursue don't a want them making it. Stop making things. <laughs> no, some of it's good, and you know the ramifications are good. But again, we always want to look at the privacy issue. Yes, always. And no, it's yeah, and there's no such thing. You heard it here first. There's no such thing as privacy. Let's just get over it and get on with it. Anything else we should tell? Let's talk about the companion page, and then let's talk about uh, season two ending. Can't I know, crazy, it. huh? We do 20 episodes per season. Yeah. And so um, talk about the companion page, sure. and then we'll talk about the big BDD20. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, yeah, so if you go to wilmlibrary.org slash BDD, you'll, have the, you'll see the current episode and then a list of the, all the, what, almost 40 episodes now on yeah. the left? Yeah, well, it will be. Yeah. Yep, we're at 39 today, yeah, so yeah. it'll be 40, yeah. And those are always good to look back on, too, folks, not to self-promote, but um, but that's what we should, do. We should, uh, Here at W. TV. <laughs> but um, no, um, there's some vocabulary in there, which yes. is really useful. Yeah. I revisit that often because that can help you when you're looking for help to actually speak the language of these tech people like Brad. So you know what you're asking for. That's always good. There's a buyer's guide in there, too, oh, which yeah. will help you if you're seeking out buying new things. You can always go see Brad at the library for technology help, too. Which How does that work? Yeah. So like, well, so I guess we, virtually. You can, yeah, we can have a Zoom meeting if Ooh, you want. Fun. But that so, right so I don't know anything about technology, <laughs> but I'm going to have a technology meeting with right. Zoom. That's okay. the challenge. Fabulous. Don't, we don't have an answer for that yet, unfortunately. Yeah, it's okay. It'll be coming. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can get some help that way. But so some of the older episodes, if you do want to peruse them, my f- listeners, and take a peek, uh, lots of good stuff in there. Uh, pretty much, I think, anything you could think of. We're going to yeah. keep thinking of more stuff yeah. as more stuff evolves. We don't know what the future is going to hold. Who knew there could be a pandemic? This is the first time we've actually sat across from each other other prior to this we did skype which yeah, is right. actually using technology to talk about technology yeah. which is really super fun <laughs> for me yeah not but it's okay <laughs> but yeah so if there are you know do take a peek back if this is your first time listening yes. to us or if you've been listening to us for a while lots of good stuff in there that will help you from a glossary point of view sometimes um you know we can talk about superfluously yes i wear a fitbit but there's a lot of good nuggets in there from before that we've given you to kind of build on each episode so that as you listen hopefully you've gotten some of that background and you can feel more informed because that's the whole point of bridging the digital divide to bridge that digital (laughs) divide so episode 20 coming up a big deal here at wctv just like our last one the last 20th episode we did for season one was uh older folks and younger folks talking about technology which 
Wow, we learned a lot of cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, just uh, you, you know the obvious things. Yes, you know, um, maybe as an older f- person myself, uh, you don't know how to use stuff. But the kids and how they explained their struggles were t- with technology was amazing. But what have we got coming up for the big twentieth? So we have hopefully guest stars. Well, so we're, I got in touch with uh, the teen librarian at the, uh, the library. Had contacts and Brittany Tuttle. <laughs> yes, yeah. Brittany Tuttle. Uh, so she helped me reach out to some high schoolers, and we are going to have them come on and talk to us about their experience remote learning <sighs> with during the pandemic, which I'm I, really fascinated to, yeah, to I'm see. Yeah, interested about. to see what they yeah. think. Um, yeah. Jeez, I don't know. You know, my whole, obviously, your whole life, too. Well, mm. maybe not. I don't know. You might have had some virtual learning, you know. Did you ever have to do tutorials or look on yeah. YouTube? Or did your teachers or college teachers say, hey, look at this link? You know, I'm from the old school where yeah. it was something called books right. that we actually <laughs> opened and read. <laughs> you know, I didn't have a lot of computer access. I think we had some of that when yeah. I was in college. Certainly not in high school. I mean, I think the most we did in high school was... Maybe some uh, computer stuff with Excel, maybe, but it was probably a really remote version or early version, I want to say, yeah. of Excel. So I didn't experience that, but I really am looking forward to hearing yeah. what that's like. Now, what's interesting is most high school or under high school kids have experienced lots of technology. Yes. Lots of that. So they're new to the, co- they're not new to the concept. Right. They know how to log in. They know what a laptop is. They know all of that. And even before this pandemic and the virtual learning happened, I know that my nieces and nephews were looking up homework online, or had something called Study Island, where they could go and see the homework assignments. So oh, I know that they were doing some of that beforehand, but it wasn't mandatory. It was like if you missed it in school that day, you could pick it up. Or if you needed tutorials you could go to study island yeah, yeah, yeah. and look but that was an adjunct yeah yeah this is not this that is the primary method yeah of communication, so yeah. so i know you know it's like they're used to riding bikes right but now we're giving them 10 speeds yeah it'll be interesting to see their experience yeah for sure. it'll be interesting to hear what it felt like and what that means for the future and maybe how the powers that be might be able to tweak things based mm-hmm. on what the kids are yeah. telling them. I mean, I know there's a lot of ramifications for, you know, getting addicted to computers. And, yeah, yeah. And I don't, yeah, we're we'll, we'll just going to leave that yes. for another day. <laughs> but that's what we're planning on doing the next time on Bridging the Digital Divide. And let's talk about the companion page before we scoot on out today. And then the next thing we do, um, so we may do some of that live. Uh, those of you who follow us, you will see that we might, uh, so we usually do that with a video component as well. Generally, this is just a podcast, but for the Big 20th, we always do it as video and audio. So you'll be able to actually see the students. There may be some of that in real time when we're on the air, but you'll be able to see it later. So you'll be able to hear it and see it, which is kind of cool. But if you want more information otherwise, we have this nifty thing called the companion page. So tell them all about it. Like I said a little earlier, so it's the wilmlibrary.org slash BDD. And if you see, if you don't see a topic, um, there's a, a form on the bottom. Let us know what you want to want us to talk about. Right, right, because we're more than happy mm-hmm. to do all the research and figure it out. And hey, if you even want to be a guest, yeah, you know, you think you want to come in and tell us some stuff, we are happy to have you. So I guess we're going to close this episode of Bridging the Digital Divide. I want to thank Brad for being here, and uh, we want to thank the library for lending him to us. And this has been Bridging the Digital Divide. We'll be with you again very soon. 
Thanks for listening.